Good morning, everyone. Hello, hello. If you are catching this podcast live, go ahead and drop me a comment. Say hello. It's so good to see you all this morning. Welcome to It's All Clutter, my weekly podcast about all things clutter. And of course, you guys know that I think it's all clutter, right? All clutter is connected and it's all clutter. Good morning. Good morning, Patty and Denise and Pat and Brenda. I see a lot of people signing on here. I love to have you here live. Hi, Betsy. Hi, Bridget. Hi, Noreen. I think I'm probably missing a whole bunch of names here, but welcome to episode number 32. 32, yeah, 32 of It's All Clutter. Today, we are going to talk about the three scariest things about decluttering. And I think a lot of times we just don't talk about how scary it can be to declutter. Decluttering is not easy, right? If decluttering were easy, we would not be searching for resources and advice and help all along the way. So today we're gonna talk about three of the scariest things about decluttering that can hold you back from actually starting to declutter and can stop you up while you're in the process of decluttering. So as I go along, if any of these scary things resonate with you, let me know in the comments. We will get to the comments at the end of the podcast. So without further ado, the scariest thing, the number one scary thing about decluttering that nobody else is talking about is about your identity. So the stuff that we own, the stuff that we have in our house is very connected to who we are, who we want to be, and who we want to be perceived as. So when you start to declutter, you're really faced with a lot of identity, right? You have things that represent your past. You know, when you were a college student and your identity was all about being a college student. When you were a new wife, a new mom, a new husband, right? Because I know there's some men watching also. Um, when All of these things represent a certain identity that you were at one time. We also hang on to things that represent an identity of somebody that we want to be, right? So a classic example is our craft room. I had this huge phase where I wanted to be a quilter. I wanted to quilt. So I have a lot, I purchased a lot of stuff thinking that I was going to have all this time and I was gonna create these beautiful quilts and they were gonna look beautiful, they were gonna be heirloom quality and my kids were going to have them forever. Guess what? I never became the quilter. <laughs> but it was hard to declutter that stuff because in my mind, this was somebody that I wanted to be, right? This was somebody that I wanted to be. And so, you know, when I had to let it go, I had to come to terms with the fact that I am never going to be a quilter. I'm just not going to. I can sew a little bit. I taught myself a little bit. But the meticulous process of quilting an heirloom quality quilt that my kids are going to love and want to hang on to was never going to happen. So when we declutter, we have to come to terms with past identities, identities that never really happened, 
And then we have to figure out who we are. Having all of this clutter kind of protects us from wondering and exploring and going down that path of who am I right now? Who am I? This is a really, really tricky, tricky question. And it's scary. It's scary because you might want to be somebody, but that's not actually who you are. And then you're like, what's left? If I get rid of all this stuff that represents all of, you know, who I was, who I wanted to be, who am I right now? That is a scary question, my friends. That is a scary question. And that is a huge thing that keeps us from decluttering or that stops us up when we, we are decluttering. So that's scary thing number one, <laughs> identity. Identity is scary. Scary thing number two about decluttering that nobody talks about. It's another cold hard truth. When we declutter, if we declutter, <laughs> we will lose some convenient excuses, some convenient excuses. So for example, here is an excuse that you might lose when you declutter. I can't downsize because I have so much stuff. But the reality is I really don't want to face my mortality, right? So I can't downsize because I haven't decluttered yet. That's a convenient excuse that keeps you right where you are in this comfortable spot. I can't eat healthy until I declutter my kitchen because I need all those appliances that I can't get to to help me eat healthy, right? That's a convenient excuse. So you don't declutter because it's actually more comfortable to hang on to this excuse. How about this one? I'm actually scared to have people in my house and to entertain and to figure out who I am. So I'm gonna keep myself surrounded by clutter. Now this one comes up all the time and it's a difficult one because when you realize that this is what you have been doing, building these walls of protection, it feels bad. But this is one scary reason why we don't declutter because it's more comfortable to have the clutter. It's more comfortable to have the excuse not to have people over, to have the excuse not to eat healthy, to have the excuse not to downsize, or to have that excuse to not do whatever it is you've been putting off. I can't do this because I have too much stuff to deal with, right? It's scary to deal with it. It's scary to get to the other side. So that's the number two scary thing about decluttering that nobody talks about. When you declutter, you declutter your excuses. <laughs> and that's uncomfortable, straight up uncomfortable. Okay, number three, the number three scary thing about decluttering that nobody talks about, but I'm gonna talk about it right now. If I admit that I have to declutter, I'm also admitting that I've been living with clutter and that makes me feel ashamed and embarrassed, right? So if I admit that I have a problem with clutter, that I have to declutter, then I'm also admitting that I'm not happy with my environment that I've been living in. I feel embarrassed, I feel ashamed, and I don't want to admit that. I want to just have this excuse that I love, I love the clutter, I love the clutter, right? So. It's really scary to think about decluttering. For all of these reasons, 
that no one talks about. And I'm just going to recap and then we'll go into, <laughs> into the comments and see if you can relate to any of these top three scary things that nobody talks about decluttering. Number one, you have to face your identity. Who are you now? That's a scary thing. Number two, when you declutter, you basically get rid of some convenient excuses that are keeping you right where you are right now. And number three, if I admit that I have to declutter, then I'm also admitting that I'm living with clutter and I feel embarrassed or ashamed about that. So these are three big deals when it comes to decluttering. And if you can relate to any of them, let's go into the comments and see what we have to say. Okay, there's lots of comments here. <laughs> Allison, the first time I can tune in live in about a week and I hear Jessica Marcy talking about identity. I see what you did there. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Um, very scary. Ooh, Keely says, I think that my CD collection might have to do with my identity. Absolutely, absolutely, right? Making these connections. The, the identity one is huge. This is also, I think I talked about this in episode number 10, strategies to help you get rid of things. Um, sometimes we purchase something with the idea that we're going to be somebody. We're gonna be a home cook, right? We're gonna cook home cooked meals for our family because that's an identity that we want to have. But the truth is we work full time, we have busy lives, Cooking every meal from scratch is just not realistic. So when you start to let go of some of these things, you really challenge this belief, identity, and goal, and you know idea of that person that you wanted to be. And it feels difficult, but it's okay to let it go. It's okay to say, you know what? That was what I wanted, I thought, but it's not realistic. So it, what is realistic for me right now? Not having people over. A lot of people in the comments are connecting to that comment. This comes up over and over and over again. It can be scary to have people over. It can be scary to entertain. It can be difficult to know what to say. What's the right thing to say when you're talking to other people? It's actually really, <laughs> interacting is really complicated and it just continues to get more and more complicated as we, as humans, create more nuanced methods of communication. Right, so knowing what's right, knowing what's wrong, saying the blurting out the wrong thing. I mean, who's done that, right? <laughs> um, that can be really scary. So sometimes the clutter is just a wall to protect you from having to have these interactions. And it's okay to know that. The truth is, whether you have clutter or not, you still choose when people come into your house. The clutter actually is just the convenient excuse. Um, okay, so many collections. Um, ooh, Juliana. Juliana says there's somebody else out there, maybe it's Fly Lady, who has chaos, can't have anyone over syndrome. Yeah, that, that's very relevant. Sam says I'm over the shame. Awesome, Sam, awesome. I think there is no shame in improving your life ever, ever. And let's just focus on that the embarrassment. Uh, let's see. Sam says, number one scares me, but it makes total sense. Here's the deal with identity. 
you don't need to know who you are. You can try on different identities. You can shed identities. What I tell my kids all the time is that no one cares as much about you as you care about you. So, you know, you, you always think you're going out, people are staring at you, people are, um, you know, just judging you for what you're wearing or how you're behaving. But the truth is, most of the time, we're so wrapped up in ourselves that we don't even notice the people around us or what they're wearing. And we don't really care, right? So it's all about you. You decide who you are. Gretchen Rubin says, you are who you say you are. And that is 100% the truth. You determine your own identity. Your stuff has actually nothing to do with your identity. I know it feels like it does. It really, it really doesn't. If you got rid of everything that you owned, you would still be the same person. Maybe you would grow in the process, but it wouldn't actually change who you are. I'm scared that I might need something that I throw away. So the question to ask yourself, Diane, in that, question, in that situation is, what is my worst case scenario if I didn't have this? What is my worst case scenario? I actually have um, an advice column that I wrote about this. I will share the advice column in the comments. But you can ask yourself, if I don't have this, can I easily replace it? Uh, if I can't easily replace it, then yes, it would be something that you want to consider, you know, for a little bit longer before you decide to declutter it or not to declutter it. If you can easily replace it, then you will have, and you let go of it, and you, you know, you will have time and you will have space, right? It's not going to be another thing. So it's probably okay to let something go that can be easily replaced, but I will definitely post a link to that advice column into this, into the comments when the podcast is over. Uh, <laughs> Leanne says, I'm holding on to my 80s ties too. Well, the 80s were a fun time, right? They were totally a fun time. Yep, identity is a big one for everyone in here. Everyone. I often don't, I often feel like I don't know who I am. Yeah, and that's scary, right? That's so, so scary. <laughs> Ooh, this is a good one. So Denise says, the stuffed animals in the back of my closet, they are identifying with a happy childhood, 100%. They, but here's the thing, and I'm not suggesting that you get rid of all your stuffed animals because I never tell you to throw out anything. It's something that you need to decide yourself. But if you didn't have those stuffed animals, you would still have that happy childhood. You actually can't get rid of that. That's not something that can be thrown away ever. That is your experience and your experience cannot be taken away from you. Um, so the stuffed animals, they're awesome, right? But if you didn't have them, you would still have that childhood. So, and, and it's a huge identity bit, 100%. Um, X, okay, so Sam says, plus expectations of what other people think I should do, and that makes me feel bad. Yeah, we have to let go of those expectations. Um, Cheryl, I have clothing I don't wear, but I'm worried I may let it go and then need it for some reason and then might not have the funds to replace it. So this is definitely um, what we might call a depression error mindset 
or this idea that in the future, the future is not, the world is not gonna provide for you. Um, so that's, de- you know, that's, that's very fear-based hanging on to things because you might not have the money in the future to replace it. So I would just be very realistic. How much would it cost to replace this shirt? Could I get another similar shirt for very inexpensive? Um, I love the idea of using your community. Use your social media for the best possible purposes, right? So when you need something, go on to your Facebook and say, hey, I need X, Y, and Z. Does anybody have something like this that I could pick up from you that you're not using? And do you know what? We all have homes full of more than enough stuff than we could ever use in a lifetime. And we are all happy to share. In fact, it's a relief sometimes to have something that somebody else needs because you don't really need it. And you're just waiting to let go of it because you want to have a good home for it to go to. So use your community, right? And always when you're looking for stuff, it's very easy to get things inexpensively or for free because we all have so much. We just all have so much. Um, Let's see. What else is in here? Um, (laughs) I'm wondering, Janet says, I'm wondering what purpose it serves to maintain the chaos generated by this stuff. So Janet, that's probably, um, you know, that's a scary thing to think about. So I would encourage you to think about what, how is maintaining this chaos actually keeping you in a comfortable spot? And do you want to still be there? That's the scary thing about decluttering is figuring this all out. (laughs) Um, Do you get rid of a whole collection at once? It seems harsh. So Barbara, I would say no, you totally do not have to get rid of a whole collection at once. I definitely, um, personally, in my own experience, I have downsized collections in sort of like phases, like phase one. So my quilting stuff, when I realized I was never going to be a quilter, I got rid of a lot of quilting stuff, but not all of it, not all of it. I saved some fabric that I loved. Um, I saved some of like the special uh, feet for my sewing machine that were relevant. You know, I saved some stuff because if I do decide in the future, I want to take up sewing again or quilting, then I will have the basics. But then about a year later, I still hadn't taken up quilting again. So I downsized a little more, right? So you definitely should do this in, um, to use a strategy that works for you. Round one, round two, round three, let go of a little bit, see how it feels, right? And then revisit it in the future. Remember, part of decluttering is not letting stuff flow into your house. That's equally as important as stuff flowing out of your house. So if you can stem the flow of stuff coming in, while increasing this flow of stuff going out, you're gonna be successful at decluttering because you're tackling it from both angles. So you don't need to get rid of a whole collection at once, but if stuff is less stuff is coming in and more stuff is going out in general, it's gonna work out well. Allison says community crushes clutter. Absolutely, community totally crushes clutter. And that's why these, the boot camp and Clutter Boss Academy are so effective because we work through clutter with the support of people who understand. We have this beautiful community. Uh, Let's see. Um, Okay. (laughs) 
So I justify having the chaos because I am tired from working two jobs, but at the end of the day, I could get a whole lot more accomplished if I really dug my heels in. I need to get things done. Yeah, there's so many reasons why we justify hanging on to our chaos and our clutter, but I am going to invite you right now to stop and think about some of the scary things about decluttering for you personally, whether it's identity, whether it's convenient excuses, whether it's you know the shame or the embarrassment. I invite you to think about it, think deeply on it, and let go of whatever that scary thing is. Just jump in, dive in, and see what happens. I guarantee it's less scary than you are imagining it to be, right? It's always the anticipation of something that's worse than the actual thing. So get into our community, prioritize your sanity, get in there, share how you are going to do the scary thing, why it is scary for you, and find the support that you need and the encouragement to move forward. Because when you declutter, when you let go of these scary things, when you face these challenges, your whole life changes in this beautiful way and you are worth the change. You are worth it. 100%. So (laughs) I am so glad that you guys joined me for this podcast. I want to just let you know that Clutter Bootcamp is available now as a self-study, clutter-bootcamp.com. And with that, you still get an amazing community right inside our Prioritize Your Sanity group and one coaching call a week for anybody who has been in Clutter Bootcamp. You are welcome to join Hop on one coaching call a week. All that information is available inside the Prioritize Your Sanity group. If you know anybody who would benefit from Clutter Bootcamp, please share the information, clutter-bootcamp.com. It's so appreciated. If you're watching this later on YouTube, go ahead and like and subscribe. Next week, episode number 33 is going to be all about how to optimize your space and your routine for remote learning and remote work. Looks like a lot of people are not going back to the office or not going back to school, at least full time. So how can we optimize both our space and our routine for learning and working remotely at home? That will be next week at 1030 on Monday morning. Thank you guys so, 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 so much. Thank you. It was so wonderful to see you all this morning. I love the comments. Share this widely. Let's help other people. And I will see you next week. Bye, everyone.